made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. It's going to be good. Somebody say it's going to be good. Now, hold on, hold on, real quick. Put your Bibles down real quick. So I, I can see that I need to get all us, us all on one accord. So number one, I have you speak a lot because Matthew, or excuse me, Proverbs 18, 21 says that life and death are in the power of your what? Tongue, which means if you don't say it, you're not going to see it. So for those of you who you're used to a church environment where you just sit and watch, that's, watch me, that's not church. That, that's watching a show. That's going to a movie because you cannot say that we were in the presence of God and never say anything. You don't get before a king and then be silent when you get before that king. So you're going to have to open up your mouth. Number two, I have you to touch your neighbor. For those of you online, I have you to stretch your hand towards me or type it in the comments. Because Matthew 18 says, wherever two or three people touch on anything, it shall be done for them. Which means sometimes the only thing that is missing in my manifestation is that I needed somebody to agree with me. Which is why it matters who you sit next to. It matters who you watch with. Because if you're next to somebody that don't want to agree with you, you're either going to have to sit somewhere else, watch me. Or if you're like me, I don't care about offending them. I will reach over your behind and I will touch somebody else. Because if I get agreement, what does Matthew say? It shall be done. Y'all not saying that Wednesday. It shall be done. You got it? All right, so you got to speak and you got to touch. What do you have to do? Speak and touch. So let me make sure I get us all on one accord tonight. Because if you just came to just get a lecture, all you're going to get is information. But it's not going to change your situation because it never became revelation. Because you tried to make it pedagogical instead of making it something spiritual. And you cannot just reduce God to something intellectual when he is a great spirit. You ready? So touch your neighbor and say, let's detox tonight. And every detox toxic relationship you've been in you're going to detox from it tonight in the name of Jesus and every toxic relationship with the residue is still on you or in you you're going to detox from that tonight you're not taking toxic relationships into your future I need you to open up your mouth and say I'm ready to detox tonight in Jesus name now, here's the last thing. Your praise is a weapon, according to 2 Chronicles 20 and 20. So when I tell you to release a praise, you cannot just sit there and look at me. You've got to think about how good your God is being, and you've got to release your praise. One, two, three, go. And he's been good. 
and he's been good. And he's going to do in one day what he hasn't done in years. And he'll do in one night what you've not been able to do in therapy sessions for weeks. He'll do in one night what you've not been able to do in years. Touch your neighbors and let's detox together. Now that I got us on the same page, let's go. Lift your Bibles high. Let's make our confession of faith together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. God, we're open and we're ready. We're open and we're ready. We are open and we are ready. We are open and we are ready. We are open and we are ready. That means check us tonight, God. Correct us tonight, God. Show us where we were wrong, but show us where we allowed what was wrong. God, don't let us leave the same way that we came. Don't let us log off the same way that we came. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Now clap your hands like you're expecting something tonight. Come on, Wednesday. Clap your hands like you're expecting something. Clap your hands like every toxic relationship. God's going to put a period on that tonight. Clap your hands like your toxic thinking that got you in some of those toxic relationships is going to end tonight. Clap. Clap. Let's go to work. Grab a seat. So our series this month is Divine Detox. We're down to the last few messages uh, in this series, and the last few will be the best because God always saves the best for last. Come on. Say, he saves the best for last. It's a principle. In John chapter 2, the first miracle that we see recorded of Jesus doing, it literally says, and you have saved the best for last. Let this be revelation for somebody tonight that when you feel like you're down to your last ounce of strength, God says, I saved my best. When you feel like you're down to your last idea, God says, I saved my best. When you feel like you're down to your last resource, God said, I saved my best. Let's go here. When you feel like you're down to your last nerve. God says that I saved my best. He always saves the best for last. He saved the best of this month to the last of this month. And he saved the best of this year to the last of this year. I came to tell somebody your ladder is about to be greater. What does that mean? That God's about to do for you now and the rest of your life far more exceeding than he's ever done before. To somebody close to you, please say he saves the best for last. So in a divine detox, what is that? It's the spiritual and natural process and period of time to abstain and rid yourself of toxins. Pay attention. It's spiritual and it's natural. If you only deal with the natural part, you deal with the fruit. But when you deal with the spiritual part, you deal with the root. So... A divine detox means we have to deal with both of them. We have to kill the root so the fruit never grows back, but we have to kill the fruit so that it doesn't spoil your future. And for some of you, you got to hear me. There's some fruit that's been spoiling in your life that before this month is over, that thing is going to be handled. It's the spiritual and natural process and period of time. Why is it a process? Because you didn't become toxic overnight, so sometimes it's going to take a process and a period of time to get you to detox. And what do you do in a detox? You abstain and you rid. To abstain means that you stay away from something. To rid means you take something off. And there's some of you, pay attention, that because you wouldn't abstain from it voluntarily, God had to make them abstain from you. There are some people that walked away from you, and you better hear me, you better not. I chase them. 
Why? Because that was God's way of saying that Mark was toxic. Mark is an urban colloquialism that simply means one that you did not enjoy. See, if you will not abstain from it, sometimes God has to allow there to be absent. They have to be absent because you will not abstain. There's some ideas that you were holding on to that God says, I got to break your thinking because you think that it has to happen this way. But I'm a God that can do anything. Let's start. I am a God that can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask your thing, which means don't box me into your limitation of how you think I got to get it done. God says, I'll use somebody that doesn't even like you to bless you. You, you looking in the face of people that like you and God says, I'll make somebody that can't stand you be your biggest blessing. I wish you'd elbow somebody next to you and say, God can do what he wants. He can do what he wants. He he can do what he wants the way that he wants to do. So pay attention. There are certain things God says you have to abstain from. And if you don't do it voluntarily, I will do it where you have an involuntary choice. It's not your choice. If you refuse to get away from them, I'll make them get away from you. If you refuse to stop going there, I'll shut it down so you can't go there. If you refuse to stop doing it like that, I'll shut it down so you can't do it like that. Hear me. Your future is too important to God for him to allow something toxic to tamper with your future see I want to preach to some people tonight that realize they were born to do more than just pay bills have babies and die but they were born to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue and my future is too important for me to be tainted by toxicity let's go it is the spiritual and natural process and period of time to abstain and read. Read means there's certain things you have to get off of you. Hear me. There's certain things you have to get off of you because it affects you. For some of y'all, watch me. It's 100 degrees outside. You look crazy with all of this on in 100 degree weather. But that's what toxic looks like. You're carrying things that you don't need to, in places that you don't need it, but your toxic makes you think that you do. So what happens is, watch me, nobody ever gets to see the real you because it's behind your toxic suit. And you never get to ever be the real you because it's behind your toxic suit. Watch me. When you're toxic, you have on protective eyewear, which means you don't see it as it really is. It's being filtered through something else. And for some of you, watch me, you never see the, it the way it really is. You're seeing it through your toxicity. So you think you're always the victim because your toxic tells you somebody's trying to get over on you, but you're not a victim. Would you touch somebody close to you and say you have to rid yourself of some things? You, uh, uh, I don't like the way they said that. Uh, uh See, because for some of you, your attitude is toxic. You ain't said nothing to your neighbor all night and you think that's cute. That's a toxic attitude. You go on your job and you toxic. And you say, all these people got an attitude. Baby, you got an attitude. You're toxic. But tonight, say it with me. Say, but tonight. It is the process and period of time to abstain and rid oneself of toxins. And what have I taught you? That toxicity begins in the heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart. And in scripture, Old Testament, the word heart is the word lev, L-E-B. New Testament, it's the word cardia, K-A-R-D-I-A. And both of them mean your mind. Above all else, guard your mind. Question, are you careless with what you allow in your mind? Above all else, guard your mind. But what does this mean? If I'm guarding it, that means everybody and everything just can't get through. And for some of you, you ready? Here's how you got toxic, is that you weren't guarding your mind. You ready? You were protecting your feelings. 
And because you didn't guard your mind, people got into places and spaces they never should have had access to because you left them anywhere. In fact, can I teach like I want to? The word mind here, if you look it up in the Hebrew, it doesn't just mean your mind. It actually goes a little bit deeper in its definition. It literally means like the inward quarters of your home, like your bedroom. Pay attention. Everybody in here know you may invite some people over your house, but in certain rooms that we're going to leave the door shut. You ain't coming up all in my bedroom. You ain't coming. Matter of fact, and you better use the guest bathroom because y'all ain't going to say nothing. Which means for some of you, you let people in the places in your life that's tantamount to letting them in the bedroom of your house and you wouldn't even let them in your bedroom in your house, but you let them in the bedroom of your mind. And because you let them in the bedroom of your mind, you didn't recognize they couldn't be trusted in that place. <laughs> but tonight... Mr. what do you mean when you say but tonight? It means that I'm going to put a period on something because I just got revelation that's about to change my situation. Above all else, guard your mind for everything you do flows from it. Everything you do comes from your mind or comes from your heart. And so toxic hearts produce toxic habits and actions. Toxic hearts produce toxic habits and actions. What's a habit? Something you do consistently. Something you do repeatedly. You ever said, I really wish I didn't do this. You ever said, you said, Paul said it like this. Paul said, the right that I want to do, I don't find myself doing. He said, but all this stuff I don't want to do. He said, this is what I keep finding myself doing. Later on in the chapter, he says, oh, wretched man that I am. Let me just make sure I'm not around people who think that they got it all together. But they realize that if it was not for the Lord that was on their side, I want to preach to some people on this Wednesday that recognize I've not been squeaky clean and I've not done everything right. If it was not for the Lord. Come on, look at somebody close to you and say, you're only here because of God. You're only. Toxic hearts produce toxic habits and toxic actions. See, the reason that you do what you don't want to do is because there's something toxic in you. The reason you act a way you don't want to act and anybody, you ever got so frustrated with you that you talk crazy to yourself? You ever went and had a meeting with yourself in the bathroom and said, if you don't get your... Toxic hearts produce toxic habits and toxic actions. So pay attention. So what are we guarding our heart from? I talked to you this on Sunday. Toxic influences. Say toxic influences. So what is a toxic influence? A toxic influence is a poisonous. Uh, it's capable of causing death or serious debilitation. Death means it never lives the way that it should. Debilitation means that it never moves the way that it should. And for some of you, you've never lived the way you should live because the moment you came out of the womb, the enemy started hitting you with toxic. Y'all not going to talk to me? Your household was toxic. Your mama was toxic. Your daddy was toxic. Your upbringing was toxic. Your community was toxic. Who you grew up around was toxic. And so the truth is, you never have known what it is to live because the only thing you've done is breathe. But I want to prophesy, you're about to have life and life more abundantly. You're not just about to breathe. I need you to touch three people say, we're about to live. Touch another one. Touch another one. Type it in the comments. We're about to live. You're not just going to breathe. You're about to live. You're not just going to wake up, pay bills, go to, go to bed, and get up and do it again. You are about to live. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, you're about to live. You're... You ready? 
It's capable of causing death or serious debilitation. Death never lives. Debilitation never moves the way that it should. When you're toxic, things never ever go the way that they should go. It never moves the way that it should move. And for some of you, you ready? Part of your toxicity is that you've been, watch me, you've been detoxing surrounded by toxic people. So their toxic has been messing with your movement. But I want to prophesy only to those of us that are radical. God's about to make sure you're around some people that can run with you and not slow you down. He's about to put some people around you that can run with you and not slow you down. Your circle's about to upgrade. Your friend group's about to upgrade. Your business partners are about to upgrade. I need you to release this over your life. Say, Lord, send an upgrade. Let's go. What is toxic? A toxic influence is poisonous. It is capable of causing death or serious debilitation. Next, it is an asset that's lost too much value to be sold on the market. And what have I been teaching you? That when you're toxic, your value decreases. When you're toxic, you will accept what you shouldn't accept because you don't have a proper estimation of your value. So people will gift you anything and you'll take it because you think you have to. You'll order steak and they'll bring you a cheeseburger and you'll say, well, at least it's meat. Problem is, but this is not this is not what I ordered. You, you ready? It's an asset that's lost too much value to be sold on the open market. And for many of you, here's what's going to happen between now and the end of this series. You're about to see you, watch me, properly. Because toxic has not made you see yourself the way you should see yourself. So you end up selling yourself like a cheeseburger when you a whole Big Mac. Let's go to all beef patties, special sauce. You ready? I don't know who needs to hear this. Ready? You're going to stop accepting certain things from people that you've been accepting because you felt like if I don't accept it from them, who's going to do it? I'm going to tell you, God will raise somebody else up that'll do it and be happy to do it and be happy to do it well. Let's go. It is very harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way. Pervasive means when it shows up, when toxic shows up, it takes over. When toxic shows up, it takes over. Look at this Drano bottle. It's a toxic bottle. Now, everything, what's in here is toxic, right? This is used to clean drains, and it says, pour, wait, flush, and drain. Pour, wait, flush, and drain. Pay attention, because when I pour this, its entire existence is to make sure that, watch me, it's potent enough to take over what's ever blocking And for some of you, you think, watch me, you, you are too kind to toxic, and you're not even realizing that it's taking you over. You don't even act the way you used to since they've been around. Let's talk. You don't even praise God the way you used to since they've been around. You don't even worship the way you used to since they've been around. You don't even do it the way you used to do it because something was poured, then they waited, and then they flushed you, and then they drained you. Very harmful in an unpleasant or in a uh, uh, an unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way. Say insidious. Insidious. Pay attention. Insidious means this: that it's subtle, that it goes in and it takes over. Now pay attention. Say toxic influence. All right. Now look at this. Uh, when you look at the definition, it's affecting and impacting the character, development, direction, or behavior of someone or something, my God, today, affecting and impacting the character, that's who you are, which means when you're around a toxic influence, it changes who you are. And I need for you to hear me, 
Don't let them make you into them. You're sent to change them, not let them change you. Come here, Jeremiah. God told Jeremiah, you influence them. Don't let them influence you. Because some of you got trifling co-workers, and so you begin to get trifling like them. That's not you. You are a person of excellence, so you got to keep the standard high. And I know that they may not do it, but who cares what they do? They've been where they're going. Where you're going, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of Impacting the character, that's who you are. Development, that's what you're becoming. Once you're around a toxic influence, it impacts your development. So you never become what you could or should become because of something toxic. It impacts the direction. When something toxic is influencing you, you can be headed the right direction, but then once toxic is influenced and poured, now you go this way and you, watch me, and you don't even recognize that you're going in circles. It impacts the character, the development, the direction, and the behavior, which means you don't act the way that you should. See, for some of you, let's just be honest, all of that rat-tat-tat-tat is not you. You've only done that because you've been around toxic that required you to become something that you were not in the first place. Ooh. Come on, I need you to elbow somebody say, let's detox together, let's detox together. So Proverbs 25, 26 says this, if the godly give him to the wicked, it's like polluting a fountain or muddying a spring. Uh, godly, if the godly give in to the toxic, it's like polluting a fountain or muddying a spring, which means it was good, but when toxic showed up, all of a sudden it's muddy. All of a sudden it's polluted. And because it's polluted, it can't be consumed. Because it's muddy, it can't be consumed. And for some of you, you ready? The only delay that has been in your life has been that you hadn't detoxed for where you were headed. Because you can't step into a palace with muddy feet. Let's talk. You can't step into your next until you've detoxed from your previous. That's why God has got us detoxing in the month of August. August is the eighth month of the calendar year. Eight is the number of a new beginning. What is God saying to us? I'm giving you a new beginning this month because you're about to take off when you get into September. I don't like the way some of y'all are talking in this building. I need you to find the most excited person in your section and just touch them on the shoulder and say, you're detoxing this month because you're about to take off next month. And I don't care when you're watching this message or when you're listening to it. This is your month to detox. And whatever is ahead and whatever's next, you're about to take off. You're about to be cleared for takeoff. Let's go. Say it again. Say, let's detox together. So a little poison goes a long way. A little poison goes a long way. And you can't control what it does once it's ingested. You can't control what it does once it's ingested. Once you pour this, you can't control what it does. And just think about it. This is, this is a liquid. Say liquid. But it says that it can clear hair clogs. Standing water, slow drains, pipe buildup, metal. How is this liquid have that type of impact on something that's a totally different substance? It's the same way toxic works. A little poison goes a long way, and you can't control what it does once it's ingested. So you may think it's no big deal, but you don't even recognize what it did to you. And one of the worst toxic influences is toxic relationships. So tonight, for the next few moments, let's begin detoxing 
from toxic relationships. Y'all ready? Let's go to work. So what's your relationship? This is bigger than romantic. Most times when we talk relationships, everybody immediately goes to romantic. What I've discovered is that romantic relationships are often the final blow the enemy will use to try to get you, but he was setting you up with other relationships. Uh, when he wanted to get Samson, he sent Delilah. But when he wanted to get Moses, he sent Miriam and Aaron, his brother and his sister. You're not listening. When he wanted to get Jesus, he sent a stranger named Judas that he trusted like a friend. Which means, watch me, whenever the enemy wants to get you, he's not going to show up and say, I'm the devil trying to get you. He's going to operate through somebody, and their toxic is going to get access to you. This is why you have to be careful who sits at your table, because when you let toxic at your table, they might be there to steal from your table. So what's your relationship? It's a decision. Let's stop right there. You don't have to be in relationship with somebody you don't want to be in relationship with. Well, Bishop, that's my family. You get to determine the type of relationship that you have with your family. Jesus determined the type of relationship that he had. One day he's preaching and his mothers and his brothers show up and they tap one of his guys and say, get Jesus, we need to talk to him. And Jesus got a whole attitude in the middle of his message. He turned and he looked and he said, who wants me? Who said, uh, your mama wants you. They said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus points over to the 12. He says, this is my mother. This is my brother. He says, whoever does the will of my father, this is my family. He really blind family and relatives, which means for some of you, more of your family are people who don't even have your blood. Because we're headed in the same direction. And because we're headed in the same direction, that means we're family. Relatives just means we share the same ancestry. We share the same blood. I get to make the decision. Look at somebody and say, you get to decide. You ready? You get to decide. You get to decide. So don't let anybody else put their decision on you. Well, you know, we got a history together. And history does not mean future. Those are two different words. And just because we used to kick it don't mean we're going to kick it today. Just because we used to be cool don't mean we're cool today. Just because we used to hang out, I don't got time to hang out now. I'm booked and busy. I got people to see, places to go and things to do. Look at somebody say, it's a decision. It's a decision to engage in continued connection, association, or involvement. So for some of you, that just sets you free because people, people are putting expectations and demands on you, but I get to make the decision. And if I don't like you, I don't have to fool with you. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. That should be so free. Some of y'all need to say, look, I love you, but I don't fool with you. I don't mess with you. I don't mess with you. I don't mess with you. I, I don't mess with you. I don't mess with you. And that's my decision. Well, you know that's your, you know that's your so-and-so. You can love and not link. You ready? Let me, you want me to run that one back? You can love and not link. It's a decision 
to engage in continued connection, association, or involvement, which means you don't get to put your demands and expectations on my decision. Because some people do that. You know, you're supposed to be this. Okay, you don't get to put your demands. It's quiet. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So watch me. The Bible likens relationships as joints in the body. Look at Ephesians. Ephesians says this. It says, every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, which means it's possible for relationships not to work properly. So just because a relationship is present doesn't mean it's proper. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow. So here's how we know a relationship is healthy. We're both growing. And remember, this is bigger than just romantic relationships. So if you have friends and y'all still talking about high school, that's toxic. Why? Because we should be growing, which means we may reminisce, but we don't live there. Ready? Okay. In which each part is working properly, makes the body grow, which means a healthy relationship both parties, whatever the context, are growing. If it's friendship, we're growing. If it's romantic, we're growing. Because if we don't grow together, we'll grow apart. Which means you cannot be in relationship with people who are not committed to growth. Because here's what they'll do. You changing. So should you be. And the fact that you're not just told me that you're toxic. And you got a month to get it together. That's revelation for somebody. It makes the body grow so that it builds itself up, which means a healthy relationship, it, it's a building relationship. Okay? It doesn't mean perfect because when you're building something, nothing is perfect. Have you ever been to a construction site? Nothing is perfect. For those of you that live in Denver and Atlanta, both airports are under construction. You see all that construction? Ain't nothing perfect. They got you walking all kind of other places. <laughs> Ready? Construction isn't perfect, so building isn't perfect, but it certainly should be building, pay attention to the operative word in the verse, up. This should be building up. I should leave our conversation, and even if it was a tough one, I should say, but I know they love me, though. Y'all ain't going to talk. Even if it had to get a little rough in the conversation. But I know they love me, though. Why? Because we're building one another up. And I pray God put some people around you that even if they got to have tough conversations with you, you can walk away saying, but I know they love me, and I know I love them, and we're building one another, saying, up. Here's the last part of a healthy relationship. In love. In love. Which means... Pay attention, which means even if it's a difficult conversation, it's wrapped in love. Anybody remember when you were growing up and, and you'd get, I know now they do different parenting, but it doesn't work. It doesn't. Look at the statistics. Our kids today are dealing with depression and anxiety and suicide at levels they never dealt with, but y'all want to do this new age parenting. Good luck with that. Bible says... And look, it worked for you. You know why you ain't in a mess today? Because somebody said, uh-uh, no, get on in here. I'm you ain't got no time out. I'm finna tear that tail up. <laughs> okay? All right, let's go. Now, I'm not talking about abuse. and I'm not talking about that. 
I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just, I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about something to make you remember. So, any, anybody, when you were growing up, you got something that made you remember. So you thought twice about acting crazy because you remember. Because they would make you walk out there and get the switch that they were going to get you with. Okay. Maybe that's just a southern thing. I still remember that to this day on, on Seller Street in Memphis, Tennessee, when she sent me to the back of that house and said, go get a switch. And I looked for the smallest little thing I could find on that tree. And she said, that's the best you can find. I said, that's all I can find, Mimi. That's all I can find. All right, watch. Watch. You ever were disciplined, and in the discipline, it was like, now nah, I did this because I love you. And you were like, well, doggone. See, love doesn't always mean pleasant. Love doesn't always mean sweet. Okay? Right? Love doesn't mean every kind. Well, honey, sometimes it might be a little bit more assertive, a little bit more aggressive. You ready? So these three components are a healthy relationship, all right? When it's working properly, it grows, it builds up, and it's done in love. But in this verse, it shows us that every relationship is like a joint in your body. Now pay attention. Um, relationships are like joints in your body, which can develop arthritis. Every joint in your body can develop arthritis. And there's a few reasons that um, arthritis develops in the natural. And these natural reasons show us spiritual principles. Paul, the great apostle, teaches us in 1 Corinthians that natural things teach us spiritual principles. So anything I see in the natural world is teaching me a spiritual principle. So um, the number one reason that you can have arthritis uh, in a joint is because of age or use. Pay attention. It became toxic over time. And it's always easy to take for granted home cooking. It got quiet right there. See, it's easy for you to not think there much when you've been around great the whole time. But what you won't celebrate. You, 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 ever, you, ever, you ever gone around, you ever had friends that have known you for years? And you kind of whatever to them. And then you go around somebody else and they be like, oh my God. You're <laughs> it's quiet. See, some of you, the reason relationships became toxic is because you began to take for granted what you thought you'd always have. You began to take for granted what you thought you'd always have. So now it's arthritic because of use. It's arthritic because of age. Y'all have known each other since high school, but now it's toxic, and it's toxic simply because that's the problem. Y'all have known each other since high school. So you've watched them in their highs. You've watched them in their lows. You've watched them in their deep emotional moments. You've watched them in their highly uh, celebratory moods. And so because of that, it's become arthritic. For some of you, there's nothing wrong except for the fact that you don't know how to appreciate something long-term. So the moment you feel like you're over it, you begin looking for something different, not realizing what's available is AstroTurf. Mm. It's always going to look better because it's brand new and ain't nobody used it. But the moment, 
Let me help some of y'all watch me where you somebody's jump off. Be careful because they're going to see you as so old after a while. Let me back that thing up. Sometimes relationships only become arthritic because of time. Because of use. Use. You're just so used to them. You don't recognize you're good and good preaching because you used to eating good. So then he'll make me lead a city on a Sunday and see how you're going to act. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. You're, 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 you're so used to it. So because you become used to it, it becomes arthritic. And the only reason it's toxic is because you've become used to it. So when you become used to it, you treat it like it's used. Right? Have you ever, anyone ever got a brand, brand new car? Nobody ever drove it. Right? Right? Anybody ever got a used car? But it was still, it was new to you, but a used car, okay? All right, now, who's done both? All right, just wave at me. Online, wave at me. Okay. Did you notice how you treated? Nobody could eat in that brand new car. Mom, I want some fries. Not in this car. You're going to wait till we get home. You kids moving too much in that back seat. Y'all sit still. Y'all moving too much. They kids, they're supposed to move. Y'all moving too much. Put a towel down up under you, getting all this stuff. <laughs> the used car, you were grateful, you liked it. But did you notice that the same level that you treated something new, the used didn't get that same level. If you got a new place with new carpet, take your shoes off, take your shoes off. But then after you've been on that new carpet for a while, do I need to take my shoes off? No, come on, it don't even. And God is telling some of y'all, your problem is that you need to learn how to value things long term. Open your mouth, say, God, teach me how to value things long term. Here's the next reason of arthritis, trauma, trauma. Go back, trauma. Say trauma. When there's something traumatic that happens in a relationship, okay, and it can be in the relationship, and remember, this is every context, not just romantic. If, if there's something traumatic that happens between the persons in the relationship, that can cause arthritis. It can become toxic. When there's something that happens traumatic to one of the persons in the relationship, it can become traumatic. So if they lose a loved one, and so even though that has nothing to do with you, because it's traumatic to them, they can now begin to fear the loss of you. So their rejection of you has nothing to do with you. It's because they're dealing with the loss of someone else. You didn't hear what I just said. So now they're treating you different, and you're like, why are you pushing me away when I'm trying to be there for you? I'm trying to be in your corner. It's because... Why do I want to get close to you? Because you might end up exiting the earth like they did. And so now you're being rejected for something that has nothing to do with you. But there's some trauma. Trauma. If they go through something that's traumatic, it can cause an arthritic relationship. And so now you're like, this was good, but now it's different. Which means in a relationship, what is it? It's a decision. So part of how you deal with trauma in relationships is that you pre-decide how you're going to deal. 
which means, watch me, there has to be certain ground rules in every relationship type that say, this is how we're going to deal with this. If there's something traumatic that happens, we have to agree to communicate. We have to agree to talk. We have to agree to this. We have to agree to that. Because if we don't agree up front, trauma has the ability to make something that was once something tantalizing become toxic. Here's the final thing that creates, I'm teaching, right? Here's the final thing. Here's the final thing that can cause arthritis naturally, and it also teaches us a spiritual principle, is toxic infection. It means something that wasn't here before got in here now. And you have to be careful that you do not let toxic influences infect a relationship that is supposed to remain. You have to be careful. Can I teach it the way I want to teach it? So Judas, this is the greatest opportunity of your life, you mark. It's the greatest opportunity of your life. Judas was found doing his father's trade, which means in the Hebrew culture, he was told he was not good enough by one of the rabbis already. So when Jesus shows up, and calls all of these different young men, which, by the way, they were all millennials. They were all ages 13. Peter was likely the oldest at approximately 21. So let me just parenthetically insert this. You might be young, but you're ready. I rebuke you thinking you're too young or you're too old. Would you just touch somebody close to you and say you're exactly the right age? Come on. I don't care if you're in your 20s, your 30s. Your... Jesus changed the world with a bunch of guys between the ages of 13 and 21. So don't you tell me that there's no hope for this generation. Don't you tell me that there's no hope for young people. Or... He changed the world. By the way, he was one. <laughs> okay, you got, see how quiet I got? There's a good person next to you say, I rebuke your age. Say so you're the right age at the right time. All right, let's go. Let's go. So Judas is found doing his father's trade. All of them are tax collecting, family business, father's trade, fisherman, family business, father's trade. So they were already told you are not good enough to fit the religious system. So when Jesus comes along and says, come follow me, take my yoke upon you. These were the words that these young men had wanted to hear their whole life. Because in Hebrew culture, they didn't want to play ball. They didn't want to rap. They didn't want to, they didn't, they didn't want to do none of that. In the Hebrew culture, everybody wanted to be a man of God. And so they would apprentice the men of God, um, hence the term the apprenticeship. They would apprentice the man of God, and this was their ticket to fulfilling their assignment in the earth. Pay attention. So Judas, you had already been rejected. The one man that gives you an opportunity, you turn toxic. So for three and a half years, Jesus gives you an opportunity, Jesus, um, or uh, Judas, Jesus gives you this opportunity to be his treasurer, which debunks the myth that Jesus was poor. Mm -mm. You don't need a treasurer to count pennies. And the Bible says Jesus did so well that even though Jesus was stealing, or Judas was stealing, he still had more than enough to get the job done. Let me just throw this in here. You're so anointed that even with what they did to hurt you most, it's going to help you greatest. I Touch somebody say, what was supposed to hurt you is going to help you. Uh-uh, wrong neighbor. Touch another one because they should put a praise behind that. Type it in the comments. Say, what was supposed to hurt you is going to help you. Let's go. Let's go. So, so for three and a half years, Judas, you are stealing from Jesus. John, with his petty self, I love his gospel. Because when you read him, he says stuff. 
he says stuff that only John would say. Because he really loved Jesus. And the people that really love you, they don't take kindly to people who they can spot that don't. See, the people that really love you, when they see somebody faking, they're like, this trick. Listen, I, okay, y'all are going to talk. Come on, Wednesday. I thought I had mature people. The people that really love you, they can be like, yeah, I don't like her. I don't like her. I, I can't. I don't like her. Yeah, I don't like him either. Yep, sure don't. Yep. I spoke, but I don't like him. I don't. I don't. Let's go. Let's go. The people that really love you. So John is like, I don't like this dude. So when you read John's gospel and Judas, Judas is like, well, why did the, the woman that had the alabaster box, well, why did she break this alabaster box and put this all over there? We could have spent this money and fed the poor. John is like, I don't know why he said that. Because he'd been stealing the whole time from the money box. He wasn't going to use that money on the poor. He was going to steal that too. So John, I love him because John, John, John is like, I don't care. I don't like him. I don't like him. Watch me. I have to work with him, but I don't like him. Which means the mission is more important than any one man. For some of y'all, you got to learn. You're going to have to work with some people, serve with some people, deal with some people that you may not like. But the mission is more important than any one person. Fist bump somebody said the mission is bigger than them. You ready? Let's go. Here we go. So, so Judas, you're given an opportunity. I'm getting to where I'm going. Judas, you're given an opportunity to work for Jesus and to serve and to apprentice him for three and a half years. You're stealing from him the whole time. You're afraid that he's going to find out, not realizing he already knows. Which tells you something powerful, that he loved you enough to give you time to get it right. See, some of y'all, you, you think you're getting over. What you don't realize is they know. They're just giving you an opportunity to get it together. He, 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 he literally, he's, he's giving him an opportunity. He's giving him an opportunity to get, it, to get it together. And the Bible says that one day Satan enters Judas. Luke 22, it says, and Satan entered Judas. Esarchomai is the Greek word, like a thought. He consumed it like a thought. And the thought is that if Jesus really knows what I'm really doing, he's going to reject me. So I have to do something to him to reject him first. Because the Bible says after he eats this thought, he goes and he consults the chief priests and the rabbis, the people who do not like Jesus. Let me just throw this in here. It's easy to tell your enemies because they're friends with your enemies. It's not hard. You're like, I'm trying to figure out if they fool me. Well, if you want to play both sides, I'm going to make it easy. Go on over there. Because you can't be on my side and on my enemy's side and think that we're going to go outside together. Y'all ready? All right. So, so what ends up happening? He, he, he consults with them. And when he consults with them, he becomes toxic. Judas comes up with this plan and this strategy. And he says, and they say, well, we're going to pay you some money. And Judas is like, this sounds good to me. I'm going to get paid to betray. You'd be shocked how many people would, would do you dirty for $50. You'd be shocked at how many people would do you dirty to feel important for somebody else. 
You ready? So what happens? So age, trauma, toxic infection. So Judas now, he's toxic. He was already toxic. Then he went and got around toxic people. And so now it's an infection. So now there's something in between Jesus and Judas. And this is how toxic infection works in relationships. Something has entered that's now got us acting. And what's crazy is that they'll lead a toxic there. And the Bible says that it doesn't say that Judas went back to talk to them until he found an opportune time and said, let's go get him. Which means all they did was have to sow a toxic seed and then they got out of the picture. And for some of you all, you have to be careful. Can I teach? You have to be careful who you let in your environment, who you let in your space, who you let in your house, who you let influence you on the phone, who you let influence you on social media, because that will infect you and they're gone but now you're dealing with the toxic infection y'all ready let's go let's go so what happens when there's arthritis in the body arthritis is when the body attacks itself and it self-destructs so what happens then when these three things enter into a relationship it will attack itself and then it will self-destruct there's something that can help you avoid arthritis. There's something that can help you to fight off arthritis. And all of my medical people, I'm a doctor but not an MD, so all of my medical people will vouch for this right through here. You ready? Um, relationships become toxic and can become toxic if they lack vitamin C. Vitamin C can help the natural body to fight off arthritis. Am I telling the truth? So natural things teach us spiritual principles. So I'm going to give you seven. I'm going to give you seven. I got some chewables for you. I got some, got some vitamin C for you. Y'all ready? I got, some, I got some chewables for you. You ready? I got some vitamin C for you. Look at your neighbor and say, we need some vitamin C. Okay, number one. Here's the number one dose of vitamin C. Clarity. Why does this relationship exist? Because it would shock you how many people only keep you around because they're bored. They, they, they just don't have anything else to do. And the moment they have something else to do, open this for me. <laughs> you ready? Okay, let's go. Oh, 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 all right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's get this vitamin C. Okay, you watch me. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. All right. All right, cool. All right. Say, I need some vitamin C. Look at Proverbs 29, 18. If people can't see what God is doing, they're going to stumble all over themselves. Why is that your friend? Why are you dating them? Why are you with them? It's got to be more than a big button and a smile. Because the song says, that girl is poison. And then they told you, never trust. It's a song. It's a song. Because some of y'all are like, wait a minute, Bishop. Now, hold on now, man of God. I got a body, yaddy, yaddy, and I can be trusted. It's just a song. It's just a song. You can. <laughs> Come on, everybody smile. Come on, everybody in the church. Everybody in the building. Everybody in the building. You need a why. You need a why. Because if you don't have a why, you'll never fight for the what. 
Here's the second. Here's the second. And the reason clarity is important is because if you don't have a why, watch me. You can say, well, God needs to be, God needs to be first. But God makes sure you have a why. Right? So number two, Christ. Pay attention to this verse, 2 Corinthians 6, 14 to 18. And I'm going to warn you, I'm going to preach really hard through here. All right? So I'm just going to warn you up front because it ticks me off how many Christians will trade God for a date. He's your everything when, it's, when you're single. But the moment you call yourself in some little stinking relationship, you don't want to serve, you're in a church, you don't give, you don't do nothing, and you didn't forget about the God, and you're doing it for a date, baby pie. Don't become partners with those who reject God. So it's different if you don't know God and I introduce you and you come to God. That's different. But if you reject God, guess what? You cannot be cool with me and hate my God. I don't understand how some Christians can be in relationships and situationships and entanglements and whatever. And you're with somebody that curses your God, but yet you think they love you. The, the key phrase is reject God. So they may not know the Lord. Okay, then, then, okay, well, then, I'll, then you introduce. But if you are consciously rejecting my God, I'm not picking you over my God. That's romantically, that's friendships, that's anything. That's anything. Because let's just play this out. Once you die, exit the earth and stand before God. Look at me. Your spouse is not going to stand there. Who you dating is not going to stand there. Y'all ain't going to say nothing? It's going to be you standing in front of him by yourself to give an account for your life. Y'all ready? He says, don't become partners. So again, this is every relationship type. But those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership. That's war. So it's real simple. Listen, it's okay. If you don't know, well, let me introduce and then let's go. But this is very different than now nah, do God. Oh, but I ain't doing you. Child Quaddy just got in the church because we have a generation of Christians that think that it's okay to use God like he's a sugar daddy and you only call him when you need something. Oh, but I need you to touch your neighbor and say he's more than a sugar daddy. He's a good, good father. Come on, let's run for a little bit. He's Alpha and Omega. He's beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He's the great I am. He's my bread when I'm hungry. He's my water when I'm thirsty. He's my friend when I'm friendless. He's a mother to the motherless. He is the great I. He is the great I. Let's go. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership. That's war. That's war. Number three, communication. Every relationship needs communication. Okay, and, and let me, let me can, I make, can, I be, can I give it clarity here? Clear communication. Because some of you are like, I communicate. All that grunting you're doing is not communicating. You slamming doors is not communicating. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You hollering and screaming. Ain't nobody listening to you doing all of that. I said, did you hear what I said? Mm, I wasn't listening. What the Bible says, evil communications corrupt good manners. Evil, contrary communication, which means 
this isn't clear. See, for some of you, the reason the relationship became toxic is you're AM, they're FM. Kids on XM. And so y'all in the same house, but you're never on the same station. <clears throat> y'all are in the same relationship, but you're never on the same page. Right? Because there's no clear communication. But I thought you, start right there, that's not clear. You should have been clear. But I, I thought you knew what I meant. The Lord knows your mind. He's about the only one that knows what's going on in there. Okay, next. All right, number four. There's seven notes. There's contribution. There's nothing worse than being in a relationship that's one-sided. And for some of you, your friendships have not been friendships. They've been projects. This isn't a friendship because you don't bring anything to the table. It's not a friendship. This is a project. It's a project. It's a project. Every time, you, every time they call you in a crisis, you're there. Every time you call them in a crisis, let me call you back. Well, I dropped what I was doing to help you. I expect that you're going to drop what you're doing. It got quiet in here when I got to that. Uh-uh, I must have hit something in the spirit because it got quiet when I did that thing about Christ. We're going to stay on number four. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. So, question. In the relationship, are you sowing what you want to reap? And remember, this is every relationship type. You cannot say, I just want somebody that's loyal, and you're disloyal. You can't. It doesn't work that way. You're going to reap what you sow. You cannot sow. You want somebody that's going to be ten toes down for you. And the only thing on the grow, <laughs> only thing on the floor, look, you, you're like Michael Jackson. You know, you're... <laughs> You go heel toe, heel toe, heel toe. <laughs> Your foot ain't on the ground. <laughs> you heel toe around here. You're going to make a dance out of it, though. Toe, heel toe, heel toe. Right. For whatever man sows, that will he also reap. Is there equal contribution? And it may not be the same, but it should be equal. See, if you're better, if you're better with business than them, then you cannot expect them to contribute that same thing. But you better contribute what you contribute that you're better at than I am. See, it, has, it may not be the same, but it has to be equal. See, six, half a dozen, equal. Different, but equal. I pray God put people around you that contribute. Come on, have we learned Wednesday? When we begin to pray and prophesy, you lift your hands to the building and the line. I pray God put people around you that can contribute to you. That God put people around you that can add value to you. That God put people around you that are sowing something into you and not just taking from you. I pray that you would be leech free. That you would not just have people that take, 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 take. But you would have people around you that contribute and that you contribute to in Jesus' name. Worship God for five seconds. Right there, I'm almost done. Three. Two, your relationships are about to improve. Your relationships are about to improve. Your relationships are about to improve. Let's go, number five. Number five, character. If they a liar, they gonna lie to you. The craziest thing as a shepherd is to see people in relationships and they think that they're exempted from what the other person does. 
The bishop, they ain't gonna lie to me. They just lie to everybody else. Oh, okay. All right. They just inconsistent to church. They ain't gonna be inconsistent to me. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. You got it all figured out, don't you? Good luck with that. Great. Great. Watch me. Proverbs 25:10. Like a broken tooth, like a lame foot, so is confidence in an unfaithful person in a time of crisis. Okay? All right. Do, 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 do they have character? Who are they really? Well, they working on it. Okay, well, call me once you're done working on it. Okay, whenever, pay attention. Now, now listen, now don't expect perfection if you're not perfect, but at the same time, there are, certain, there are certain character defects that you just simply cannot allow. There are certain character defects you simply can't allow. Like for me, this is me. One of my, I refuse to have people in my personal space that don't tithe. Because here's my figuring. If you rob from God, I can't keep this iPad around you. Want me to have my wallet around you. Something going to end up missing. That's me. Th that is a, that I ref that's a character defect. I don't, I, I cannot accept that. So you can't come around my space, you can't be in my car, you can't sit at my table. And I ask. Oh, ask up front. Oh, yeah, Bishop. Oh, great, great. Now you tab, don't you? You know, I'm working on it. Okay, well, you call me back once you get it right with the Lord. Because if the Bible calls that robbery, I refuse to be an accessory to your crime. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's your neighbor said, that's bishop. Okay, now there's wisdom in that. Some of y'all, watch me. Some of y'all, that alleviate a lot of issues for you. Okay. All right, let's go. Character. Okay, if you watch them lie to somebody else on the phone. You're probably next. Your house is next. So if there's no character, that means there's no trust. If there's no trust, that means it's toxic. Number six, we got to get done. Chemistry. Do you even like them? How are you friends with somebody like, I can't stand going around her? <laughs> Do you even like them? Do you even enjoy them? Or do you have to pray in the Holy Ghost just to go around them? You driving down to the restaurant for Taco Tuesday. God, give me strength to deal with her. I can't stand the Lord, but you know, you call me to love God, love people, and love life, God. I wish you'd give me somebody else to love, because, Lord, I really can't stand this one. Chemistry, because, look at Amos 3.3. 3. Can two walk together without agreeing where to go? Which means if we don't have chemistry because we don't have any agreement on where we're even headed, what we've got is we've got a lack of chemistry here. And whenever there's a bad chemical mix, you know what that's called? An explosion. So, okay, let's go here. I know you don't watch these shows, but you know somebody 
that watches, um, y'all know we're expanding to Atlanta, and so Atlanta's got every show. You know, Real Housewives, Married to Medicine, about to go eat. I'm getting dressed in Atlanta. I got some shoes on in Atlanta. I'm gonna go shopping in Atlanta. I got some new glasses in Atlanta. I bought a camera in Atlanta. You know, they got everything in Atlanta, okay? Every show you could possibly think of. Just went to the store and got some Drano in Atlanta. <laughs> like, and they, they doing their little intro with their Drano bottle, like. <laughs> All right, you ready? So attention. All you see on those shows many times is a bunch of drama. You know why? Because there's no real chemistry. Okay? And when there's no real chemistry, watch me, there, it's going to be an explosion. And you'll explode over something stupid. This is why some of y'all, you got to look and say, you know what, listen, some of your friends, some of your people you deal with, you got to say, you know what, I, I, I love you, but we don't have chemistry. You're great, but I can't stand you. And I'm not mad because I know you can't stand me. So why do we keep doing this to one another? I release you into your destiny. And some of y'all need to learn how to release people. Watch me. Because the moment you release them, God can send somebody that's the right. Woo! Come on, y'all. We only got one more. But I need you to just prophesy to somebody close to you. Say, don't be afraid to release somebody. And God is going to send somebody. Number seven. Competency. Wow. Competency. Now, now why, are they, why are there seven doses of vitamin C? Seven is the biblical number of completion. It's the biblical number of shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. So when you have these seven doses of vitamin C, this is how you have healthy shalom relationships. If any of them is missing, you're going to have toxic relationships. Now, say, Bishop, well, how do we fix it? Then you have to get all the, you have, there's only one way to get vitamin C. You have to take it. So we have to say, okay, let's get our competency together. We have to say, okay, let's get spirituality together. We have to say, let's get clarity. We have to say, let's get communication. We have to say, let's get, let's get it together. <laughs> right. You ready? Okay, let's go. Competency. First Chronicles 28, 21. These are divisions of the, now this scripture, I'm going to show you how this applies. These are the divisions of the priests and all the Levites for the service of the house of God. And of every willing man of any skill will be with you. Pay attention. Unskilled people don't belong in your life. What do you mean? Some people, what you want from them, they don't have the skills to give. Okay, let's go here. I just want somebody emotionally available. They're not. So they don't have the skills for that. So every day is going to be you banging your head. And you'll make it spiritual. Lord, I'm tired. And God is like, this you doing this to yourself. Like I got a little residue there. All right, come on, we're done. 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 Listen, do they have the competency? See, many of you. Let me help you with your romantic relationships. Many, you are a sapiosexual. What does this mean? Is that you are drawn to intellect? 
which is why when somebody is you're like, okay, they look good. That's nice. That's cool. But I know you, I know you like my body, but can you do something to my mind? Come on here. Come on here. Come on here. Come on here, Wednesday. I, I know you got body. That's nice. But do you have a brain? Do you have a mind? Do you have something to talk about besides sitting up? Talking about how was your day? Well, how was your day? I want to talk about more. I want to talk about deep. I need somebody. I need somebody. Really? Touch your neighbor and say, you need skilled people. So this is why you don't even like talking to them, because they ain't got nothing to talk about. And you don't ever call me for what? I can breathe by myself. You just forgot about me. I forgot about your conversation. Because you may be packaged nice, but it ain't much in the package. You might look nice, but there's not much more than just your looks. And God needs to send you some skilled people in your life that can encourage you, that can inspire you, that can build you, that can take you further, that can challenge you, that can make you better. And I need you to prophesy to three people say, God's sending you competent people. God's sending you skilled people. Come on, type it online. Come on, type it in the building. He's sending you skilled people. He's sending you competent people. Yeah! 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 Stand. Stand. Stand to your feet in the building and online. <laughs> you need competent people. You need skilled people. You need competent friends. You need skilled friends. You can't be always solving their problems and they never help you solve yours. That's not a friendship. That's a project. And I should be compensated for making you better. That's called being a life coach. And if I'm going to be a coach to make you better, cut the check. I heard the Lord loud and clear. Your days of making people better and not seeing any fruit for you, those days are over. Come on, y'all. You're stepping into the time in your life where God's going to send you some competent people, some skilled people, some people that when you got a business question, they can help you. Some people that when you've got a challenge, they can pray for you. Some people that are so committed to your connection with you, they'll say, I picked you up in the spirit. I don't know what's going on, but I'm praying for you. I picked you up in the spirit. I don't know what's wrong, but I want to. But relationships are only toxic when the people in them are toxic. So Sunday, here's where we go. Detoxing from toxic people. Detoxing from toxic people. See, for some of you, detoxing from toxic relationships is difficult because you don't know how to detox from toxic people. So you're drawn to what might be pleasurable, but it's poisonous. How many of this word helped you tonight? In the building and online, wave at me in those comments. 
So I pray that God would show you where every relationship in your life stands and what it's missing. Whatever doses of vitamin C need to be added, that he'd show you what needs to be added. Whatever you need to do different, he'd show you what you need to be different. But I pray and prophesy that the rest of this year will be the best in your relationships. It will be the best in your relationships. In Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian, this is your night. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, this is your time to recommit yourself to him. And thirdly, if you're like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure if that's you in this building or online, on the count of three, I'm going to ask that you slip your hand up. And when you do, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, two, three. If that's you, slip that hand up in this building or online. You just do the hand wavy emoji or you say it's me wherever you're at. But everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, take that phone out, scan that QR code, or text Harvest to 55498 into the option for salvation. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You need a man of God that can speak life into your life. Sheep know the voice of their shepherd, the Bible says. Jeremiah 3.15, God gives you shepherds after his own heart. It's not a building God calls you to. It's not even a community of people God calls you to. It's a shepherd, a voice that God calls you to. And if I'm the voice he's assigned you to, you text Harvest to 55498. Or scan that QR code. What is joining the church? It just means I've identified my voice. Once I've identified my voice, I latch on to that voice. I connect to that voice. I make sure that that voice is a voice that I prioritize and make part of my everyday fabric because that's how God is going to get his rhema to me. Say rhema. The t- number one, number two top ways God speaks. Number one, logos. That's his written word. Number two is rhema. It's what he's saying about what he already said. And he does that through a voice. He does that through a man of God that speaks life into you. So you can text Harvest to 55498 or scan the QR code and enter the option for Join Harvest Church. Listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. If you're going to sow the seal, get that ready. What we're going to sow tonight is going to have a seven in it. You can do 27, 37, 47, 57, 67, 77, 707, 2,707. Your neighbor's loaded. Just make it a cool 70,000. Why are we going back and forth about this? Just make it simple. Okay? Now, see, let me tell you what you just missed. You just missed your opportunity. If you can't do that today, you should have been saying, and, I, and that'll be me. See, you missed it. All right? If you give seed to the sower, if that's your seed, imagine what you got. I love giving to the Lord. I don't teach you to do what I don't do. I'm the number one giver. The only reason I say that is because I, 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 live, I live this principle out. Okay, how can you sow? And this seed tonight is going to be called your vitamin C seed. For these seven doses of vitamin C. Did you get your chewables? Now me, I'm old school. Just give me the big tablets. I don't want no chewables. When it comes to these vitamins. Don't give, I'm not no kid. Don't give me no gummy. Give me them big old thick vitamin C tablets that you feel like you're going to choke taking it down. But I feel like I did something. <laughs> I, I could use so it. You can use Cash App, Dollar Sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Giblify. That's available. Hello at HarvestSearch.Church. Give it the way I give it. If you want to do that, text to give. Text him out to 84321. Tap the link into Harvest Search. And when you see our V, that's where you want to be. If you don't see that V, that's not Harvest Church. But I want to encourage everybody. He said, Bishop, I only got $7 to sow. We'll get that $7 in the ground. 
get that seven dollars in the ground, whatever. But everybody sold something and put a seven in it. There's two of you, you heard a number that you were like, it can't be that. And it was 700. Obey God. Obey God. I love you, Wednesday. I'll be down front to meet and greet you for just a few moments tonight. Don't forget, this Sunday in the morning, where are we at? Online only. Where are we at in the evening? Atlanta in person and online. And I encourage you, you got to watch because the morning will be part one. The evening will be part two. And if you saw how God moved at that last pop-up, wow. It's going to be amazing. All right? Lift your giving to the Lord in the building end of the line. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. That's why I'm flourishing. All things work together for my good. There is no lack. I'm a sower. And you give seed to the sower. Seal what I've heard tonight. Make sure my relationships have all seven doses of vitamin C. In Jesus' name, amen. Masters are passing at Grape Street. Once you give, you're totally free to go online. You can hop up on the stream to give or scan the QR code. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, we point up. Love people, we point out. Love life. Those are the three principles that the Bible says. If you got those three, you got the whole Bible. I love you, Wednesday. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.